Disclaimer. The following podcast contains explicit language and adult content. The content may offend some listeners. Relax and don't be a hater. Hello. Welcome to a walk in the park podcast. (laughs) This is Riss. And this is Babs. And in our podcast, we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of wine, cake, laughter, friendship, success, families, fun, the extraordinary. We're happy you're listening. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> I love it. Let's just get this walk started, baby. Woo-woo. It's nice to see you. Nice to see you too. I like to see myself on screen. I can see all my gray hairs. That's awesome. I you can't. Well, I guess you can see them. It's really bad in real life. I can't I see yours. I can in see real life. In real life, it's bad. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about real life because you have quite the humdinger of a story oh, to tell. Well, I am in COVID quarantine. Um, I don't know where to begin except um, that the thing I'm happy about is that we're all, we're all okay. It started out with my son being exposed, which we really didn't know he was exposed until like a week later. And part of the issue was that his symptoms didn't really present themselves as anything to be concerned about. So it was just like, when you just have some sinus issues and a little bit of a headache, you, unless you have a, fe- I've been told, you know, if your kid has a fever, keep him away from school and everybody, but he never had a fever. Um, and then my husband got it, but he got real sick, but he's okay. And then I started getting it just this week and I have, I'm stuffy as you can hear, and I'm just tired, but we are fine. Yes. Well, so yeah, so I'll fill in a little detail here. Yes. So August tested positive for COVID on a Saturday. You went with him, got tested as well, came back negative. Yes. Chris had been sick on Wednesday, got tested on Friday. His came back negative. Yeah. And I said to you guys, especially based off of Chris symptoms, I'm like, yeah, get tested again. There's no way Chris doesn't have COVID. And he got tested again and he tested positive. And then you had some stuff going on where you were going to be around people possibly. So you got tested again, the real test, the PCR test, and that came back positive. So that's how you found yourself in your current predicament. Yes. Although at this point, let's say you hadn't gotten retested (laughs) again by probably the middle of this past week, you would have known you were sick, right? Because your thing was, oh, yeah. you had any symptoms? You were feeling fine the first yeah. time you got tested? I was working out. I was playing yeah. tennis. I was Even going about my The second business. time you got tested, you weren't, that day, I don't think you were feeling poorly. No, as a matter yeah. of fact, this, that was this past Monday, I got tested and I was still fine. Yeah. Well, I was like, maybe you. I didn't get it. No, right. I don't know. Cause, but then it was just like, mm, people can be asymptomatic. Right. So I got tested. And Wednesday, it's kind of, was irritating I will say this normally they send you the results but they didn't send them to me I had to call them and find out for sure and they're like oh no you're positive I'm like oh well thanks for telling me that's so weird it was because you and I get tested at the same place and they sent me a text the last time I got tested they're like oh yeah your results are negative 
you'd think it would be more important to tell the people they're positive. Oh, yeah. So, yes, we've been getting phone calls from, uh, let's see, the county, the school, and the state have been contacting me about what? all Yeah. Oh, yeah, because these are all tracers. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. Tell me a little bit about this process. This is the first I'm knowing of it being put into action. Okay. Well, the day I reported my son was on a Saturday and mm -hmm. Sunday I got two phone calls. One was from the county and then one was from the school. And then a couple of days later, I got another call from the county and another call from the school, I think. And they were at that point, they were just calling to see how he was doing. Okay. And then when I finally tested positive, I got a phone call from the county. And what did the I, county ask? They go through a, you can tell they have a, a, a sheet a in front of them. That they have, yeah, a script that they have to read from. So mm -hmm. the first initial questions are, when did you first get symptoms? When have you been tested? What were your symptoms? And how many people do you, have you exposed? Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, I should take that back. The state wanted to know who I exposed. The other phone calls did not ask me who I exposed. Because interesting. Point, yes. At that point, when the state called me, I said, that's interesting because I notified everybody but that I had come into contact with. Mm -hmm. And she said, oh, that's really good. Um, she's, and then I said, but what was interesting is nobody asked me who else I had come into contact with or outside of the school nobody else asked me okay so, um yeah so there was that series of questions and i thought the people from the state were actually the nicest they were asking me how are you doing otherwise and, mm -hmm. um i said i actually feel pretty good considering what i have and they said that's good because most of the people we call are in like a bad state huh so, yeah, and then I had to question the woman and say, listen, I don't know what's going on, but my husband hasn't gotten one phone call. Wow, that is weird. Okay, yeah, because you think that's not how contact tracing works. You don't get to be selective. Right, right. Huh. So, yes, so. And you all got tested at the same place. No. no oh. So oh, okay, that could be the difference. Uh, like uh, an immediate care somewhere on, and like in another, uh, uh, what town is that considered? I think it's considered Alpharetta. It's still the Even peach though, tree. It's a different part. It's a different part of the, it's a, it was a different place. August and I went to one place once and then Chris went back to his original place, which makes it even stranger. And then I went to the other, the PCR place. So our initial, all of our initial tests were rapid tests. Right. And then my final test was a PCR. Okay, so yeah, that's interesting then. Maybe whatever location he got tested at isn't reporting as efficiently. And that's why- Well, no, that's the thing. It's just like, Chris was like concerned because he's like, well, I'm on phone calls all day and people call me, but I can't pick up. Um, However, they do leave a message and they leave their name and number. So okay. whoever was called, if they did call, they didn't leave their name and number, which is strange. Gotcha. And then okay. there's the other thing, my mom made a good point. Hey, listen, if you're in the hospital, you can't pick up. <laughs> I mean, if they're calling to find out how you're doing, 
you might not be they you know how how accurate can some of the tracing actually be based on just basic human issues? well yeah you've got to get a hold of somebody right right to be able to figure out where they've been we haven't so far we haven't uh the government hasn't admitted to just tracking us randomly for no reason. No. Right, right. That would be like me trying to track my daughter on her first driver's lesson, which God, she- how, how is that going? I really have no idea, to be perfectly honest. Um, I'm not sure it's going well, so- How long is the actual um, practice? It's two hours and- okay. she supposed to be 10 to 12. And then last night, the instructor texted her and asked her if she could do 1130. And so she said, okay. So I guess it's 1130 to 130. And then, you know, I'm at the gym and then she texts me and says, you know, I think they didn't pick her up until, you know, 1136, 1137. So they were late. And, you know, it's not you know, it's kind of the roads are a little wet. It's a little drizzly. I'm like, right. and as far as I can tell, she's not like, because again, as I said, the stalking, she's not like on any real roads as far as I can tell. Oh, okay. All right. She, she's driving on roads that like, when you look at the find my iPhone map, don't have names on them. So she hasn't gone that far. She looks like she's over, you know, in downtown Alpharetta, kind of maybe over by where the new school they're building is. So I don't know, we'll see. I'll get the reports when she comes back, but she was not happy. She was like basically saying, uh, I'm freaking out. This was before they got there. And I'm like, oh God. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? It's first off, I apologize. My dog is is going. Um, hey, stop it! Sorry. Um, it's a little freaky when you first start out. So, I mean, you gotta take what she's saying with a grain of salt. That's all. I mean, she's never really driven before. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm sure uh, she's fine, but she's probably over dramatizing it because. Well, that is her nature. She is my child. So. <laughs> I mean, August over dramatizes everything, 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 everything. So that's a little surprise, more surprising actually, because I don't think of you and Chris as, you know, people that are overly dramatic. You want to? I'll give you a perfect example. So he was August was asked to play um, a uh, exhibition match uh, on the varsity team today. So mm -hmm. we went down there. I drove him over there. I and as I was driving up. The whole entire varsity team is wearing white and my son shows up with his red shirt and he's like i'll go out there they're all wearing white i'm like well, what's the big deal he's just like i i'm not wearing white i can't oh my god this is awful i'm so embarrassed i'm like no one told you to wear white and you don't have a white shirt right so this went on for a good 10 minutes until he got out of the car 10 minutes yeah Okay, that's a long time, yeah. So I say, get out, please. Goodbye. I can't. I mean, if I had an ejector seat, and we, yeah. I would have just ejected him, and I would have kept going. Just le lean over, open the door, and shove him. 
because and this is one of the reasons why he gets like that he's obsessed with how he looks okay so he has to match a certain way he's got to wear a certain headband that goes with the shirt and the wristband's <laughs> got to go with the shorts and they all everything has to match a certain way or else he won't leave the house to play tennis. these kids they like to find ways to kill us slowly oh <laughs> you know what he gets that from me i understand i was like I was I like that. It. I was I like that. It. Okay. Hey, listen, I've been stuck in quarantine. I'm worried about what I'm wearing. I'm like, well, if I wear this shirt, am I gonna? Is it gonna go? Oh <laughs> my god! Like, All right. All I'll say is, damn, you hide that well, woman. Uh, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. I think it's a sickness. It's a, it, it's a little bit of a sickness, but not like you know an evil sickness. It's no, not like you're you know, no, Darth no, Vader no. or anything. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So life is, life is a lot right now, I guess. That's, that's a lot of life. And of course, uh, oh, yeah, I don't know. I like to always share, you know, part of life is, uh, for me reading. I always like to share a tiny tidbit of what I'm reading. Got this book called the world according to physics by oh. Jim, uh, Khalili or Khalili. And oh. it's, the questions we have asked, the knowledge we have revealed, the true nature of reality illuminated, the world according to physics. It's totally interesting. So this guy is trying to, you know, write about physics, fundamental concepts of it in a way that a lay person who has no, you know, background in physics can understand. It's Does really it include quantum theory? Uh, yes, yes. It's going, uh, that's right. That's a big um, part of it, yes, is the quantum world. So I'm pretty excited about that. I've tried to read in the past books and articles about quantum mechanics. And of course, the math just, I mean, well, I, might, I might as well be reading like some scribble that has no meaning whatsoever because I don't understand it. But the most yeah, so I know about quantum theory is that it also, for those of you who don't know this, it applies to a lot of things, basic things we use every day. So uh, radio, phones, TV, there is an application of quantum theory in a lot of the things we use in modern day technology. You just don't know it because well, you're not a physicist. Quantum, <laughs> quantum is life. There's the up quark, the down quark, and the electron. Those there you go three basic building blocks of life, smaller than the atoms, smaller than, you know, the nucleus, smaller than the proton and neutron. It's the up quark, the down quark, and the electron. So, and the quantum world does not behave the same way that the physical world does. So like the laws, for the physical world that we actually see don't follow or the quantum world does its own interesting things. So yeah, so he says, this is just an example. As we understand physics today, all the matter we see in the world is made up not of the four classical elements of the Greeks, which of course were, you know, fire, air, earth, water. Yeah but just three elementary particles, the up quark, the down quark, and the electron. That's it. Everything else is just detail. <laughs> there you go. 
I know it's so interesting, but um, very interesting. I know, and the three pillars of modern physics, relativity, quantum mechanics, and thermodynamics. What I'm sad about is he's probably going to eventually in this book explain to me how time travel will literally never be possible. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. Of course it should be. No, but you know what? You cannot give that type of technology to human beings. <laughs> Not unless we're talking about space exploration, like light years and stuff, then that's different. But you yeah. can't give us time travel because that would be too bad, too dangerous. <sighs> time travel, yeah, we'd abuse it. But, yep. and also they're like, we can't actually conceptualize it because you'd need like a fourth dimension so that space time would be a continuum and we can't actually visually see in four dimensions so i don't know so it's pretty interesting um but yes i'm only in chapter three i won't plunge into the world of quantum mechanics until chapter five so i'll have to i'll have to keep you updated um, there. And then of course, you know, it's like, really, what are physicists trying to do now? They're trying to develop maybe the theoretical physicists, but, um, a unified theory of everything, which we haven't figured out yet. Um, it's like, we know what we don't know, but we don't know how to know it. Right. <laughs> But anyway, yes, so I've got that book going. I just finished a great book called The Overstory, um, which I may have mentioned before. It won the Nobel Prize for Literature in, I want to say, 2019. Um, and it was just so interesting. Yeah, so it was awarded the 2019 oh, Pulitzer Prize for Fiction, sorry, huh. in 2019. And it's just fascinating. It follows these characters and explores uh, their unique relationships that they've had with trees. And I learned a lot about trees that I didn't know. And it was just very uh, fascinating. And it made me feel bad about, you know, where we are in the world with climate change. So, you know, I read to learn. I read to feel bad. Sometimes I read to feel happy, but <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I'm not reading any happy books right now, I don't think. I mean, The World According to Physics makes me happy, but I consider that more of a learning book. What about you? Got any? I'm, I'm, I'm dead in the water. I got nothing. I can't, All right. I can't concentrate for too long to, to read anything because I'm usually, I've been sleeping on and off for like three days now. I understand. Well, in that case, it's probably time to head over to MB's Corner. You should always lean in closer. <laughs> I don't want to move. I know. I know. 
All right, MB, what do you have for us today? What's the world in MB's corner? I'm getting my second shot the week after I get back from spring break. All right, nice, very nice. I got my first shot yesterday, right here in the arm. How'd it go? Well, I don't want to hog MB's corner by regaling you with my vaccine woes. No, Let's but you just... know, it is a hot topic in, in my house because of the fact that we have COVID, so. I know. How about you, MB? How is everybody in your house doing? Good. Good. What else do you want to share with us? This is your corner. Give us a direction. I forget. I forgot to send some key documents to Kennesaw State. Oh. So I go back and send them the documents. What kind of documents? Uh, like official records or? An evaluation. Okay. All right. I think you're, I thought your mom said she was sure she sent them, but they were requesting something again, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so maybe next week you'll hear something. What? So I'm still waiting to hear back. Yeah. Well, remember last time we talked about this, I told you, I was like, I'm not sure they're making decisions until like early April because the people who were filling out the recommendation forms had until April 1st to turn those in. Yes. So, unless it's a, if it's a rolling admission thing, then maybe people would start hearing, but. All right, yeah, so Kennesaw, you're still waiting to hear from. Everybody in your house is fine. What's, uh, what's been going on at school? You know, the high school and the final days, the countdown. The countdown is on. Yeah? Yeah. It's going well. Are your teachers still teaching? Yes. Okay. That's a positive. Yeah. They're still teaching. Okay. What other uh, senior stuff is happening? Have you gotten a yearbook yet or does that come out later? I think that comes out mid-April, but I'm not sure. Okay, all right. And have they um, released any graduation ceremony plans yet? They're gonna have it at the amphitheater. Oh, okay. That's nice. Is it, well, since it's at the amphitheater anyway, I mean, Milton High School has such a big graduating class, you always only get a certain number of tickets anyway, right? Yes. So who all is gonna be at your graduation in person? I think my mom, mm -hmm. my dad, uh, my sister's going out of town that day. Oh, come on, really? No, I think she'll be here for, it's the day after that she's going out of town. Okay, all right, I was gonna say, come on, she's not going out of town before you graduate. So I know, because that's Memorial Day weekend, so people get a three-day weekend, so maybe they're going out of town. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Nice. Do you already have your cap and gown? No, that comes next month. Okay. All right. A lot. Let me check the calendar. I'll tell you the official date. Yes, the official date. I know Naomi picked hers up already. She picked hers up 
gosh, I think back in February, um, she well, did her cap and gown picture, which I already have. I get my cap and gown May 4th. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's, yeah, that's like a couple weeks before graduation. All righty. After this week, there's not too many more weeks of school in general. Yes. Well, for my kids who only go to school three half days per week, I think there were maybe not including this week, there were maybe seven weeks left. Something like that. Because oh, yeah. they had like 21 days. This, this year went by like a flash. Yes. Hmm. I don't know. I think my children would say it dragged. Really? The academic year. They've been bored for months wow. now. Months. Um, yeah. And I, I think a lot of their teachers are not still teaching, which is just mind boggling to me. Yeah. Um, mind boggling. Mind boggling. Like, how can you not be teaching? I mean, there's still a whole quarter of school left. It's just it's discouraging so i don't know um mb you need to update us on your march how's the march madness going or how did it go i started out well and then uh -huh. i slowly went down uh, well tell us a little bit about your bracket like who did you have going who's still in it i had i have gonzaga and baylor in my final four okay and are they both still in it yes Oh, okay. How many how, how many teams are still in it? Do you know who's still in it as of Saturday, March 27th? No. <laughs> I, think, I think it's the sweet 16, sorry, so it's 16 teams. Okay, that's, yeah, that's a lot to try to remember. Yeah. So does March Madness actually finish in March? I mean, we only have four more days. The, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The championship is in April, so oh, the okay. it until April. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I have to think about if Jonathan's going to torture me over spring break trying to make me watch basketball. <laughs> no, I won't go. You know about the container ship that's stuck? Oh, no, no, no. Tell me about this, though, because I am fascinated about the container shipping problem around the world. I'm not kidding. It was Sounds a container ship. It was trying to go for this canal. Suez Canal. Yes. Over in Egypt, okay. It was trying to go through there, but it got lodged on a sandbar. So, so it's sideways. <laughs> there are sandbars in the Suez Canal? Yeah. Uh, that doesn't sound right. It must have been like a low tide or something. Yeah, so what? now they're, now, so now they're, they've been having issues trying to put it back on course. Yeah. It, it's blocked everything else behind it so nothing can get through. Okay, this is like beyond I beyond. Okay, yeah, I see the stories now. Cargo ship still stuck across Suez Canal, but Egyptian official says it will be freed over the weekend. How did it get stuck? 
Ah, high winds of a sandstorm. Okay, it says that the vessel ran aground because of the high winds of a sandstorm. So maybe there isn't a sandbar. It just it a got something happened. You're telling me a sandstorm can take out a ship? Yeah. That just seems so counterintuitive. I'm going to blame either the manufacturer of the ship or the captain. <laughs> I blame human error. Human uh, error. Come on. I blame it on human error, too. All right. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So this company. Or Evergreen. Ship, yeah. Evergreen is the company. Okay, and the ship is ever given, and it was too heavy for tugboats alone, and they have to bring in some dredging equipment. Dredging <laughs> equipment. Dredging equipment, okay. I mean, so they, the authorities first tried to float the vessel using the tugboats, which had worked for a similarly sized container ship stuck in a port near Hamburg several years ago. Um, Oh my gosh. If the tugboats, dredgers, and pumps cannot get the job done, they could be joined by a head-spinning array of specialized vessels and machines requiring perhaps hundreds of workers. Holy crap. Couldn't they take it apart piece by piece? Yeah, I don't know. But in the meantime, can't they get these containers off the ship and put that it somewhere? That would have been my first thing to say. Although, uh, actually, I don't know. Are you allowed to back out of the Suez Canal or is traffic only one way? Traffic <laughs> is only one way. It's a canal. Is it? That's only yeah. one way. Well, but that can't be right. Certain times of day, it must be one way or something or certain days of the week because you got to be able to go both ways. You could probably go both go away. Both Not ways, at the same time. Not at the same time, yeah. Yeah. So, and of course, if they're blocking the canal, that means nobody's getting in from either direction. Let's see. Uh, directions of Suez Canal. Well, that is fascinating. But I had been, you know, there's been these stories in recent months about um, the shipping container problem around the world. And not, it's because of COVID. It's not because, you know, ships are getting stuck in canals physically, but, you know, People at, aren't, there aren't enough workers at the ports to take off the shipping containers. Vessels right. are getting left places. They're not getting where they need to go on time. And so you're seeing a complete slowdown across the supply chain. And uh, it's just totally fascinating. Like you just don't think about it. It's like, well, how does stuff get around the world we're not putting most, I mean, it's not like we put cars on planes and fly it across the oceans. All that stuff is put on shipping containers, you know, and right. in the oceans, there's who knows at any given time, how many thousands of ships with shipping containers on them. It's totally fascinating. Yes, it's, but it's dredging, it, it says dredging and dread. As the race to free the evergreen, the ever given is on. This does say it's blocking traffic in both directions, what I'm reading. So that does suggest that you can go in both directions on the ship. That ship has been stuck there since Tuesday. Oh man, it's just kind of crazy. Yeah. And some ships are trying to divert to avoid the Suez Canal, but you know, 
That's the whole reason. I mean, the Suez Canal was necessary because otherwise you'd have to go around the entire continent of Africa, you know, to get stuff out of the Middle East rather than just going up through the Suez Canal into the Mediterranean and, you know, over into the North Atlantic. So, yes, let's see. It says the 1300 foot ship ran aground Tuesday en route from Malaysia to the port of Rotterdam in the Netherlands. And of course, as you may remember, the two of you are good friends who are from the Netherlands, the De Groots, mm -hmm. Hank works in the port of Rotterdam. Oh, you're cool. Last I knew, yeah, he's like really could be very intimately involved with, you know, this situation, not working for the company whose ship got stuck, but like controlling shipping containers and making sure yeah. operations work in and out of the port of Rotterdam, which is a very, very large, if not one of the largest ports probably in the entire world. Right. Um, it's it's going to be difficult for that. They're going to have to get. The, they're going to have to be careful not to mess up anything else. Yeah, that's a good point too. You start getting in there with equipment you don't usually use in a canal, and all of a sudden, you know, you end up breaking something else. Right. Uh, let's see. It says here. So they asked somebody. Um, the MSC Mediterranean Shipping Company said 11 of its vessels were being rerouted. 19 ships were anchored on either side of the canal and two vessels were being turned back as of Friday afternoon. One of the biggest disruptions to global trade in recent years and this particular company representative says, we envisage the second quarter of 2021 being more disrupted than the first three months and perhaps even more challenging than it was at the end of last year. Companies should expect the Suez blockage to lead to a constriction in shipping capacity and equipment, and consequently, some deterioration in supply chain reliability issues over the coming months. Thanks, it's, Ever Given. It's, it's um, it, both, both the front end of the ship and the back end of, of the ship are wedged into it. How can you not control the ship? This is a That's heavy ship. Saying, it's human error. This is a heavy ship with a lot of crap on it. I mean, how significant was this windstorm? Well, Sandstorm. that's the whole thing. I'm sure they've had them before, so you should know better. I this don't know. It's like maybe until exactly what happened. Yeah, and it's kind of like this company should probably be fined for everything. It's the. <sighs> All right, here's something. Suez Canal, critical waterway comes to a halt. It says Suez Canal by the numbers. It accounts for 12% of global trade, 30% of global container ship traffic each day, an average of 52 ships pass through the canal each day. And they're carrying dry bulk containers and oil. So if we see gas Oof. prices going up soon, we can thank the ever given. Which is... Almost as tall as the Empire State Building. Not quite. It says, guess what? What? The Ever Given container ship was reportedly traveling faster than the speed limit before <gasps> running around. Told ya. Oh, that person's going to get in so much trouble. They was drawing. Yeah, it's a. Uh, 
there it says the ever given speed was 13.5 knots before it ran aground. But the yeah. speed limit in that canal is 7.6 knots to, <gasps> to, to 8.6 knots. Oh my gosh, it was almost going twice the allowable speed limit. Wow. Now, what's fascinating is, will be to me to find out if the captain was just being reckless for the sake of being reckless, saving time or whatever. I guess nobody's reckless for the sake of being reckless. Or if they were getting reports of this sandstorm and trying to outrun it. That's a good point. Maybe that was it. I'm just yeah. glad there wasn't anything necessarily bad happened. Like, no, you know, it didn't, it wasn't an oil tanker that no ran. No loss of human life, no yeah. environmental yeah. damage yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah, gosh, I will say I've been lax on my um, current events, so I have not, I had not heard of that story. And yeah, it's, it's, it's been interesting. Oh, totally. I, I'm definitely going to follow it now because it's just, I mean, it's mind boggling. It's mind boggling. As I said before, things are just, they boggle me. <laughs> Oh, uh, that ship unstuck. I mean, it'll happen eventually, but it is just really going to be interesting. She made that canal a little wider. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, right. like an 18, the 1860s. Like, come on, what kind of improvements can we have here? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Personally, what I've oh. on in the world. How many world, engines does a container ship have? How many what? How many engines does a container ship have? Is this like a trick question? No, I'm just curious. Okay, I don't know. Do you have the answer? Do you want me to guess? I want you to guess. 25. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say four. Oh, that's a big difference between our guesses. <laughs> just a guess how do we find out now may i can may i look it up there you go that's right do a little research while you're doing a little research we can uh of course would it be a walk in the park podcast if we didn't talk about the latest tennis happenings i don't know what happened today but i've been watching the miami open oh good me too did you uh, see? Oh, sorry. Have you found it, MB? Uh, we can put a pin in it. Yes. Come back to the Ever Given later. Tennis is more interesting. Yes. Um, do you guys know that player from Canada, uh, Pop Papasil? Pop. Yes. He's the one that with um, Novak has launched this other players organization to try to promote the rights of the players that the ATP has kind of shunted off to the side or forgotten. So he was playing an American McDonald and uh -huh. he was losing the first set. And at the end of the first set, he
he completely lost his mind. It was the most bizarre thing. Even the announcers were like, what is happening here? I think he got a point penalty, which caused him to lose the set for verbal abuse of the umpire, the chair ref. Because huh. the Hawkeyes are calling all the lines, so there are no lines people at the Miami Open, thank God. Um, and he just, I mean, you couldn't even tell. He just flipped out, was smashing, screaming. And I oh, didn't see that. Damn it. Must have been a camera. Is he's yelling at the guy, the chair ump. He's like, I was being yelled at for an hour and a half, blah, 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 by you people. And <laughs> he like snapped. Uh, but anywho, yes, yeah, so the Miami Open is in drama. Yes, a lot of drama. The Miami Open is in the early rounds. It just started on Tuesday and it's a big tournament. So it's like they're still, they're maybe getting to some second, good second round matches today. Like the top 32 seeds had a bye in the first round. So the first round you were seeing like a lot of qualifiers play each other. But uh, so I'm going to watch a little more Miami Open today. What do you got going on for the rest yeah. of the day, MB? Uh, reading my emails. Okay. <laughs> Exercise. That's a good idea. I should clean out my emails. I exercised earlier this morning. I went walking. Okay. Good for you. Is your what? What's your watch telling you? Is it barking at you? No. That's good. I've run. I've run fifty-five minutes of exercise. Nice. Cool. It's a, a good goal. Yeah, I got a little exercise in myself, even though. I was sore today and now I got to pack. I got a lot going on and now I've got to worry about the shipping container in the Suez Canal. Yeah, well, it might affect toilet paper in the future. Uh, hopefully, hopefully it doesn't have toilet paper on it. All right, I'm not releasing this article, this podcast until we all have enough toilet paper. So keep me posted, people. No, actually, there is going to be a run, a run on toilet paper again. Um, it has to do with, uh, um, oh, I forgot the supply of, of tree and pulp and all that. So, Oh, come on. It has nothing to do with COVID. It, uh, it's, it's a supplier issue. Uh, well, after reading that book, The Overstory by Richard Power, I feel super bad for the trees. So maybe we need to figure out a way to make toilet paper that doesn't involve paper pulp tree products and then there's that I agree. Election, let's do it and then the election reform bill oh i thought we were going to eke out of the podcast without talking about that depressing piece of crap sorry yeah what do you know about it MB? yeah that people are not happy well, the Republicans who passed it are pretty happy, I imagine. Yes. So they're talking about poll. They're think they're, there's a boy. People are going to start boycotting the state of Georgia because of it. Yeah, like you mean businesses and maybe Hollywood, things like that. Yep. 
Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the world we live in, right? When people won't do the right thing or need to be nudged in a certain way, you try to hit them where it hurts, the pocketbook. But I feel like in Georgia, we've been down this road before. It's like, they just don't care. They're like, whatever. Yeah. It's discouraging. I mean, I realize that some of these Republican lawmakers, they just don't see it. With they they think they're doing something good and they don't realize that what they're really doing is disenfranchising people. And really the most important thing is to make sure that people have the ability and the access they need to vote. I mean, it's just, it's the same thing like in the criminal justice system, like innocent until proven guilty. Like that has to be the standard. Does it mean beyond a reasonable doubt? Does it mean that sometimes guilty people go free? Yes, but what's worse to let a guilty person go free or to jail an innocent person? And as a society, we would suggest to jail an innocent person. So what's worse that one person fraudulently votes or that one person doesn't get to vote at all? You have to protect the right to vote. I mean, yes. these people and their fraud, you know, freakouts, they never produced any evidence. I would have been happy to review evidence of fraud and to see if it had a significant impact on the election, but you don't produce any evidence. And then you claim, well, or you even design a bill based on something that isn't grounded in reality. And then you lie yes. to people about really what is motivating what you're doing. And really what's motivating what they're doing is they're sore losers. Right. They lost. If they had won the election, would they be doing any of this? No. 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 I don't know. Yeah. It's a little discouraging. What can, we, what can we end Envy's Corner on a positive note? What, what do we have good? What do you have good going on, Envy, that we can report? How are Fireball and Charlie? Good. Yeah? They're downstairs sleeping. Oh, good for them. They're living That's the good life. That's what I want to do. Yeah, no kidding. But they got a shower. I think I smell. You guys can't smell me though, right? No. No. But I'll smell you later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm losing it. I need to go uh, eat some lunch. Blood sugar drop. Me too. All right. Yep. Already had lunch. All right. Nice. All right. Nice. Bye for now. All right. Well, I'll see you guys later. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.